Well, if you're just tuning in, a huge welcome to all of you to our Christmas services here at Thrive Church. It is so good to have you here. And if you are new to church, if you've never been to church before, maybe you're coming in from a different background, different religious background, maybe no background at all. Maybe it's been years and years since you last had anything to do with the church. We are so thrilled that you're here. And we hope that you find that Thrive Church is a safe place for you, a place you can find some hope and some encouragement in this season of your life. And if we can be of any help to you at all, if you have any questions that we can answer, you can always email us at info at thrivechurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you. Would you turn to neighbors in your chat rooms and sitting beside and say, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. We are so glad that you're here. Welcome to Thrive Church, everybody, and welcome to our Christmas services. Right now, I have the honor and the privilege and the joy of sharing with you a message that I hope will bring you some encouragement at this Christmas. 700 years before Jesus Christ was born, there was a prophet called Isaiah who wrote something in the Old Testament that we're going to read today. And it's become one of the most famous passages about Christmas, because even though it was written 700 years before Jesus Christ was born, it was... Isaiah the prophet predicting the birth of this one day savior who would be Jesus. Look at Isaiah chapter nine, verse six and seven with me right now and read with me in a big loud voice. What does it say? It says, for to us, a child is born, to us, a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. And of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. See, what is Isaiah saying? He's saying 700 years before that very first Christmas when Jesus was born, Isaiah is saying that one day there will be a child who will be born who would not be any ordinary human being, but that somehow this child would also be mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace. He's saying that when this child would come into rule, there will be a peace unlike anything else people have ever experienced of the greatness of his government and peace. There will be no end. Jesus is our Prince of Peace. And see, because of that today, I'm here to bring you a message that's called the peace that Jesus brings. Could you use some peace today? Could you use some peace in your life right now? Well, if that's the case for you, then this message is for you. This message is called the peace that Jesus brings. So I'm here to let you know that there's a certain peace that Jesus brings that you cannot buy on amazon.ca. You can't order it from Uber Eats. You can't get it on Facebook Marketplace. You can't get it anywhere from anything or anyone else. Only Jesus can give you this peace. And it's the most important, the most powerful, the most lasting, most precious peace you can possibly have. We're going to talk about that today, the peace that Jesus brings. What is this peace that Jesus brings and how can you experience it for yourself? How does the birth of Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago give us peace today? We're going to talk about that today. You know, just a few minutes ago, we heard some of our Thrive Kids, our precious Thrive Kids singing, Silent night, holy night, all is calm. And I got to tell you something. I got to make a confession today. Is that very often for me at Christmas, Christmas is very often not a time when all is calm. Rather, very often Christmas is a time when things get very busy. Things get very intense, almost really stressful, I would say. And sometimes in unexpected ways. Do you find that as well? Is that sometimes Christmas can be actually one of the most stressful times of the year? Do you find sometimes that at Christmas, you're juggling 20 different balls in the air at once, you can't drop a single one, and you're like, oh my goodness, how am I gonna get through? You got different people and different things clamoring for your attention, and guess what? You are not alone. Welcome to the club. You know, I remember on Christmas Eve last year, 
while my wife Charlene and I, we were preparing dinner for our kids. It was our Christmas Eve dinner. We're trying to take care of the kids. We're trying to deal with a whole bunch of stuff. In the middle of us preparing dinner, I guess we weren't that careful. And so the fire alarm in our house went off. And then a few minutes later, there was a knock on our door. And there we were visited by a big man dressed in red. It wasn't Santa Claus. It was the fireman. And not just that, he didn't have behind him a sleigh with reindeer. He had behind him a big, bright red fire truck with a lot of other firemen. And they're like, is everything okay? And they're like, oh, everything's fine. And it was one of those situations that was really stressful for us. But my kids, my sons thought this is the greatest Christmas present ever. Like, oh my goodness, dad, we've always wanted our own fire truck. Thank you so much. Like, you're welcome, sons. And see, that was a very stressful Christmas Eve. Let me tell you another one. Speaking of my sons, I've got two sons. My younger one, his name is Caleb. uh, And here's a picture of him him right now uh, is that he is uh, not the snowman in the middle, but the one on the right, if you need clarification. Uh, But uh, Caleb, a few years ago, when he was even younger, I remember there was a Christmas day when uh, my family was having a family Christmas lunch at my aunt's house. And remember, it was around noontime, and my wife Charlene, she, she gave me Caleb and said, okay, JB, can you do this? Is go to the car, strap him in, and just drive him around. He'll fall asleep and just let him wake up naturally. That will be his nap. Can you do that? I'm like, baby, never fear. Super dad is here. And I'm like, you know what? I got this. Don't worry. So what I did is I carried Caleb into the car. I'm like, okay, it's a nap time now. I put him into the, into the seat, the car seat. I strap him in. I get into the front seat. I'm about to drive off when I realize, oh, wait, I forgot Caleb's favorite toy. So I quickly get out of the car. I close the door, go back into the house. I grab his favorite toy. I come back and I'm trying to open my car door. I'm like, wait, I can't open my car door. I must have locked it. Okay, here are my, where are my keys? Where are my keys? And, and I look in to, through the window and I'm like, like staring at me, smirking at me, are the keys sitting in the driver's seat. I basically locked myself out of my car with my son and my keys inside. I'm like, oh my goodness. And I, I was like, I didn't know what to do. So I called BCAA. I'm like, hello, can you come immediately? I just locked my son and my keys in my own car and I can't get in. Can you come like right now? They're like, we'll do what we can, sir. We'll do what we can. And for the next hour, which felt like an eternity, there I am, I'm waiting, I'm trying not to panic, I'm trying to you know, keep Caleb calm. He's like laughing and smiling. He thinks I'm playing a peekaboo game with him. I'm like, like I'm in, and, and I'm like, all is calm, all is bright. Sleep in heavenly peace, please, Caleb. And, and but he's laughing, he's, he's enjoying himself. I'm like, okay, praise God, at least he's okay. But I wasn't okay. And I was like, oh my goodness, on Christmas day of all days, I've locked myself out of the car. Finally, about an hour later, the BCA comes. They come with this weird hockey stick kind of instrument. They pry open the door. They unlock the door. They give me my keys. I get my son, Caleb. Oh, thank God you're okay. Now daddy needs a nap. And it was one of those situations where, man, it was a stressful Christmas day. Why do I mention that story? It's because as much as we love to sing about peace at Christmas time, very often, peace can be hard to find. Not just at Christmas time, but all throughout the year. You know, when you look up the word peace in dictionaries, you will very often find that peace is defined as a state of quietness, this freedom from any disturbance, this complete harmony in your relationships, an end to fighting and conflict, an absence of trouble from your life. Now, the problem I have with that definition is this, is when is life ever like that? 
When is life ever something where you are free of any trouble, free of any disturbance, especially a year like this year, 2021, where you got COVID, you got different variants of COVID, you got Delta, now you've got Omicron, you had heat domes in the summer, you got floods and landslides in the fall, maybe other stuff that you yourself personally are dealing with. If peace is about having no trouble and having no disturbances, how can any of us have any real peace? You know, earlier today, we had three beautiful girls and one guy sing a song to us. I, I wanted to give them a name because we called them the Thrive Choir, but there's only four of them. So I thought, you know what, give them a name. So I thought maybe, you know, three beautiful girls, one guy, Beauties and the Beast. How about that? Beauties and the Beast. How about that? Or, or that is, that's not really fair to Hannes because Hannes is a good looking guy himself. So I thought, okay, how about this? You've heard of Maroon 5? Here at Thrive, we got Beauty 4. How about that? All right? Beauty 4. All right? So, you know, it's one of those where, you know, you are so beautiful. Turn your ear and say, you are Beauty 4. For. You are beauty for. And see, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate what beauty for sang to us just now, which is they sang a song called Somewhere in Your Silent Night. And see, what I appreciate about the song Somewhere in Your Silent Night is that it recognizes that for many of us at Christmas, Christmas isn't always a happy time, but a hard time. Is that for many of us at Christmas, Christmas isn't the most wonderful time of the year, but the most difficult time of the year. Is that the silence that we experience at Christmas can sometimes be not something that we look forward to, but actually something that we dread. And maybe that's what Christmas is like for you this year. It's silent, but not in a good way. Nothing is calm and nothing seems bright right now. You know, maybe for you, it's silent because you can't be with people that you love right now because of COVID, because of restrictions, and you're silently struggling with that fact. You know, Maybe for you, it's especially silent because this past year, you lost someone that you love. And even today, there's a silence in your home and in your heart that you're still not used to. You know, maybe for you, it's silent because you've been waiting to hear about certain news and you're still waiting for that news. And as you wait, you worry. As you worry, you wait and you just silently struggle while you wait. Or maybe it's silent for you because though nothing seems wrong on the outside, though no one can tell that anything is wrong on the outside, on the inside, you're struggling. Maybe you're struggling with depression. Maybe you're struggling with just the sense of meaninglessness or hopelessness or emptiness in your life and silently you're struggling on the inside or maybe it's silent for you because there's people in your home that aren't getting along right now. Maybe you're not getting along with someone and as a result, when you're not shouting at each other, you're giving each other the silent treatment and in the silence, everybody is affected. So you might be thinking, is this gonna be Christmas for us? You might think that you know, your circumstances disqualify you this year from having a good Christmas, but I'm here to let you know that the reason Jesus Christ was born is so that you could know a peace that is bigger than your problems and that is not dependent on your circumstances. It's the peace that Jesus brings. And see, John chapter 14, verse 27 says it this way. It says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives, so do not let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. See, God wants to give you the gift of his peace this Christmas. And you see, what is this peace that Jesus brings? How do you experience this peace for yourself? You know, if you told me many years ago that one day I'll be here preaching at a Christmas service for my church, I would have not believed you. 
It's because years ago, I had so many questions and doubts about things like faith, religions, Bible, Jesus, all these different things. And I was like, you know, how could anyone believe this stuff? But then I decided to take a look at the evidence myself, started to look at different arguments for and against the existence of God and for and against the existence and the reliability of the Bible. And I I discovered actually that there are actually really good reasons to, to believe what the Bible says and that Jesus did live and he did die on a cross. And even more, as I studied different religions, because I was just kind of like, what are people teaching? How do we know which one is right? How, how, does, why, how come everyone says that they're right and everyone else is wrong? Like, it, just, it just confused me. And the more I read and studied about different religions, I found this, is that most religions will tell you that, you know, if you want to get to heaven, you got to earn your way there. So you have to be a better person. You got to do more. You got to try harder. You have to somehow earn your way to heaven if you want to get to God or become a God or become, you know, you know someone who's got enlightenment. And yet, with Christianity, I found that the message was the opposite. It's that I can't get to God, but God came to me. And that God loves me with an unconditional love. Because if there's one thing I did know at that time, I knew that I'm definitely not God. And that I can't meet my own standards, let alone God's standards. And so it resonated with me, this idea that God would somehow love me unconditionally and even send Jesus Christ to save me from my sins. And see, that's when, you know, a few years ago, I, I, I raised my hand in a service at a church and I invited Jesus Christ into my life to ask him to forgive my sins. And that was the beginning of me experiencing this peace that Jesus brings. And what I found after so many years, I can tell you this, that what I've found is that Jesus's words are true. When Jesus says, peace I give you, and I do not give as the world gives, I find this, is that the peace that Jesus brings is so different from the peace that the world offers. Is that the peace that the world offers is like this. The peace that the world offers is like an escape from your trouble. Is that when you're not feeling well, you you take that drug, you watch that video, you go on that vacation, and for a moment, you feel better. For a moment, you can escape your pain. For a moment, you don't feel the pain that you're going through. But then when the high ends, when the credits of that film roll, when the vacation comes to an end, you go back to the same problems you had before, and there's no peace once again. See, the peace that the world offers is like this escape from your trouble temporarily only for a moment. But I've found this is that the peace that Jesus brings is totally different. The peace that Jesus brings is not dependent on your circumstances. The peace that Jesus brings is one that isn't just an escape from your trouble through the, in the moment, but it helps you through your trouble is that it helps you through your trouble and that it gives you a calm that enables you to make better decisions. The peace that Jesus brings, it helps you through your trouble in that it helps you have a clear perspective about what you're going through. The peace that Jesus brings, it helps you through your trouble in that you have strength and courage to face whatever it is that you may be facing today. The peace that Jesus brings, it takes you through your trouble and that it gives you wisdom to manage in a healthier way. And see, I can be going through the most stressful, most uncertain time in my life and yet through a relationship with Jesus Christ, somehow how I have access to a peace that is bigger than my problems and that's not dependent on my circumstances. It's the peace that Jesus brings. You know, a couple months ago, we received word that as a church that we couldn't use the building that we've been using for on-site services for the past eight years. We couldn't use it anymore because of some, so for reasons beyond our control, some stuff that happened way before we were even there. They said, you know, it's not safe for you guys to be in here. So you guys need to go in and find another place. And we didn't have another place to go. And hey, praise God that the church is not the building. The church is the people. 
And because of that, we've got the most incredible, most resilient, most courageous, most amazing, most supportive church family that there can be. But how many you know that as a church family, it really helps to have a home? And you know, when you don't have a physical building, it's a challenge as well. And with that came some stress. And you know, for the past two months, we've basically been an online church. Praise God for online church like we're doing right now. But man, it was one of those things where when we realized that we well, didn't have this building anymore, there was some stress that came. And you know, when I would come to God with an open heart, and I would pray, and I'd give my burdens to God, and I'd also give my thanks to God, I found that there's a peace that I cannot explain, yet a peace that I cannot deny that would fill my heart. And that's because praying and giving your burdens to God helps you to experience God's peace. And you know, when I didn't know what to do, I would sit in my car, and I'd try to be still in God's presence. And very often, like a warm blanket surrounding me, I'd feel God's peace in my life again. That's because being still in God's presence helps you to experience God's peace. You know, when I'm tempted to worry and become anxious and to focus on my problems, I'll try to do this. Instead of focusing on my problems, I'll focus on God's promises. What God says in the Bible, his promises, promises like God is in control. Problems like in all things, God is working for good. Problems like God is always writing a greater story. And when I, instead of focusing on my problems, I focus on God's promises, I end up experiencing a peace that I cannot manufacture myself. It's because focusing on God's promises helps you to experience God's peace. And when I feel lost and uncertain about what to do, I'll just try to trust God by taking one next step that I think maybe God wants me to take. And that's because doing the right thing helps you to experience God's peace too. And see, through my biggest trials in life over the past many years, I can say that God's peace has always been there. You know, when I was a teenager struggling with depression over my weight and the way that I looked, God's peace was there. You know, when I was in my 20s and I lost my job and all my plans and dreams for the future were shattered in a moment, you know, it was something where God's peace was still there. When, when making some of the biggest decisions of my life, when I decided to get married or decide to move to another country or plant a church with my wife, is that, you know, God's peace was there. When loved ones passed away, despite how difficult that was, God's peace was there. When we're just kind of going through the daily busyness of life, God's peace is there. It's because there's nothing like the peace that Jesus brings. And see, if you want to experience the peace that Jesus brings, it all begins with what I'm going to tell you right now. See, Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11 says this. It says, he has planted eternity in the human heart. See, what does that mean? See, in other words, in the human heart, in the heart of every human being, in the heart of every single one of you watching and listening to this message right now, God has planted eternity. Now, that doesn't mean that you are God. But what that means is that you have a God-sized hole in your heart that only God can fill. And you could try to fill that hole with money, with people, with family, with friends, with fame, with power, with possessions, with pleasure, all good things, but they're not going to fill the God-sized hole in your heart because it's a God-sized hole that only God can fill. Maybe the reason why today you feel like so frustrated with life and so miserable with life right now is because you've been trying to fill the God-sized hole in your heart with something that is not God-sized. You know, maybe you know, everything seems perfect on the outside of your life. There's plenty of money, you're healthy, your kids are healthy, there's nothing really to complain about, and yet you are haunted by the sense of emptiness and, and something, as if something is missing, like you're missing some peace. Why is that? Let me tell you why. It's because you were made for a peace that's not based on your circumstances. You were made for a peace that can only come from a relationship with God, because it's a God-sized hole that is in your heart. You know, many years ago, there was a once uh, a young man who came to our church 
And you know, he raised his hand at one of our services to ask Jesus Christ into his life, to ask Jesus to forgive, us, forgive him of his sins. And you know, a few, uh, some time later, I asked him, you know, what made him decide to do that? What made him decide to raise his hand to ask Jesus Christ into his life? And he said, well, JB, it, it's what you said about that God-sized hole. And he said, you know what? You know, in my life, you know, it's something where I've come from a good family. We've never really lacked anything materially, financially. I've got good friends. I've got good family. You know, I've got a good job, all that stuff. Everything seems fine. But for all my life, I felt like something is missing. And no matter where I go, no matter how many parties I go to, no matter how much money I make, it just feels like there's something that's missing. There's like a missing piece in my life. But then when I opened up my heart to Jesus, you know, and you talked about this God-sized hole, for the past few months, ever since that time, I feel like since asking Jesus in my life, that God-sized hole is filled with the presence of Jesus. And I'm so thankful and praise God. That was many years ago. And today with his wife and his baby, they're still worshiping Jesus today. It's the peace that Jesus brings. Now, here's the problem. How can imperfect people have anything to do with a perfect God? See, if God is perfect and we're not perfect, how can we experience anything of God? Well, let me tell you this. Before you can experience the peace of God, you first need to make peace with God. What do I mean by that? Let me use this chalkboard to illustrate what I'm talking about. So you're not going to get this from Michael Bublé's Christmas special, all right? You're not going to get this from listening to Ariana Grande singing, uh, Santa, tell me, are you really there? You're not going to have, nothing is Ariana Grande, she's great as well. You know, you're not going to get this from a Christmas card that you read, but this is the message of Christmas. Are you ready? I want you to just imagine with me right now that these are two mountain cliffs. These are two mountain cliffs. God is on one side, we are on the other side. And see, the Bible says that God is perfect and we are not perfect. God is holy. We are not holy. And here's the thing is that between us and God, I know this doesn't look like an infinite gap, but the Bible says that between us and God, there is an infinite gap between us and God that we can never cross. That gap is called sin. What is sin? Sin is whenever we do say or think anything that is contrary to God's best for our lives. And it's us rejecting God and saying, I'm going to do things my way. That is sin. And all of us have sinned. We've lied, we've cheated, we've done different things, and even our thoughts to sin against God, to run away from God. And the Bible says that sin separates us from God. You know, we often think that when we do things our way, not God's way, we're going to be happy. We're going to have find peace. But very often, the opposite is what happens. Is that instead of having peace, we have anxiety. Instead of having happiness, we're miserable. Instead of, you know, all the good things we think are going to come if we do things our way, not God's way, we end up having guilt and shame. We damage our relationships. We disturb our peace of mind. But more than anything else, we destroy our relationship with God. Because God is perfect and we are not. And see, here it is, is that because of our sin, we are separate from God, such that the Bible says the wages of sin is death. In other words, the consequence for sin in our lives is that we can't have anything to do with God, not now, not later, not on earth, not in heaven, can't have anything to do with God. But see, the good news of Christmas is that when we had no way of reaching God because of sin, God did something about it. Because God loves us and couldn't bear to spend eternity without us, God sent Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, to live among us. So the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And see, Jesus, he is not just an ordinary human being, but because he is God in the flesh, he is the son of God. He did something that you and I could not do. He lived the most amazing life without sin. 
He lived the most amazing life that met all of God's requirements. And not only did Jesus live a life without sin, but on the cross, Jesus died to pay the penalty for our sins. When the wages of our sin is death, Jesus Christ died on the cross so that our sins could be forgiven. And so whereas we had no way of reaching God, God reached for us when he sent Jesus Christ to be the bridge over the gap that stood between us and God. And in place of our sin, God gave us his son. And because of that, we have a way back to God, not because of how good we are, not because of how many good things we've done, but all because God loves us so much so he sent Jesus Christ for us to die on the cross for our sins. And see, that's why Isaiah 53 verse five says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds, we are healed. See, in other words, when we had become enemies of God because of our sin, when we had become enemies of God because of all the ways we'd rebelled against him, Jesus came as God's peace offering. And Jesus died on a cross so that we could make peace with God through Jesus. And see, you might be here saying, well, you're Jesus, Jesus, you know, I, I hear that, JB, but the things, you know, how, is, how can God even be here? How can God be a loving God when there's so much suffering and evil and trouble and sickness and COVID in this world? Let me tell you this. See, in a world that is broken by sin, in a world where people are free to make their own choices and often make the wrong choices, God is fully aware of the trouble, the suffering, the, the evil that happens in this world. But Christmas is proof that God didn't turn a blind eye to our suffering. Rather, through Jesus Christ being born into this world, God stepped into our suffering. He shared in our suffering and he even died on a cross so that we would not have to suffer in the greatest way, which is to be separated from God forever. Jesus came to show you that God loves you, that God cares for you, that God is concerned for you and that he wants to be with you. That is the love of God. Amen. Amen. And see, the message of Christmas is that God loves you is that when we couldn't reach God, God reached for us. When we couldn't get to God, God came near to us. Religions say, you want to get to God? You want to get to heaven? Try harder. Do more. Save yourself. Earn your way there. But see, with Jesus, it's the opposite. It's not people reaching for God. It's God reaching for people. It's not man trying to save himself. It's God coming to the rescue. Just like when my son, Caleb, three years old, he's, he's stuck in the car. He's locked in the car. I'm locked out and we're both in need of help and we can't rescue one another. We needed someone from the outside who had power that we didn't have to rescue us. That's what Jesus did for you and for me is that he came to the rescue when we couldn't do anything about our situation. That's why Luke chapter two, verse 11, when the angels announced the birth of Jesus, this is what they say. They say, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. See, notice it doesn't say today a good teacher has been born to you. It says today a savior has been born to you. It says God knew that we, didn't need, we needed more than just a good teacher to point the way to God and say, this is how you should live because we know how to live. We just don't do it. And see, what we needed wasn't just a good teacher to point the way or a prophet to point the way. We needed a savior to save us and do what we could not do ourselves. And that's why God sent Jesus Christ for us. It's the, the unconditional, unlimited, unchanging love of God. Oh, come on, give God a big hand, a big shout. Let's play together right now. 
And see, not only did Jesus die on the cross for our sins to be God's peace offering, but to prove that Jesus really can forgive your sins, to prove that Jesus is stronger than your sins and stronger than death, and that he isn't just an ordinary human being, but he is, as Isaiah said, mighty God. He did something that we could not do ourselves. He also rose again from the grave. And see, What's that? It's that is the love of God for you and for me. And that's why Jesus was born on Christmas day. He was born so that you could have peace with God again. Before you can experience the peace of God, you first need to make peace with God. And so my question for you today is this, have you made peace with God? When it comes to your life, one day when you stand before God at the end of your life, are you going to be relying on your good deeds, on your resume, on how good you thought you were? Or are you going to accept the peace offering that Jesus made possible on the cross? Are you going to trust in what Jesus Christ has done? Have you made peace with God by accepting what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you? See, amazing things happen when we make peace with God. And for more on that, I just want to invite you to check out this story about Andy and Hannah. Let's check this out right now. We actually got married quite early, around around 25. Yeah, but then for the first three years, we didn't have a child, so everything was very easy paid. Um, We just like to travel around every year with the money that we make, but then everything just starts to... (laughs) <laughs> when you have a child, yeah. <laughs> when you have a child, that's the real story. Yeah. My family, we are a very traditional Taiwanese family, uh, which they are Buddhists. Um, I have no experience with Christianity while growing up. It was when I came to Vancouver. It was my friend or my sister who asked me if I want to go to church. So I've been to church before, but I wasn't able to continue that faith because the problem was easily to be solved by myself later on. Um, my family background is actually the same as uh, Andy. Most of them are Buddhist too. So I'm a person who likes to have everything very organized, everything very scheduled from work to family, from marriage. And I, I like to have everything very well, uh, very well planned. And when last year, when the COVID pandemic hits, everything just suddenly, um, everything has changed. I was, I was worried because with the busy schedule with mm-hmm. my work, I don't really have a choice. I have to work in order to support the family. And at the same time, because of uh, Leila, our schedule is messed, kind of messed up. It's just like everything was thrown to us and the second child is supposed to be a joy to have second child born and that's what we expected. But because of the COVID, everything was out of order. When all the stress from work, from family, from marriage, from children, from everywhere just start pouring into you. Um, that was the moment like when I realized um, I needed help. And it was then my sister came to me and told me, I think I know this church that's suitable for you. Why don't you just give it a try? And that time I just told her, yeah, why not? 
Everything came at the right moment when I came to Thrive Church. Everything was online that fit perfectly for my family with my busy schedule. And one day at night, I was、um, looking on my phone. I was checking on Indigo, and I just got a book, two books, Bible books for for Bella. Starting from、um, that month, Andy started to read the book with Bella. So on one of the Sunday, when I was feeling lost and stressful from work, family, and everywhere relationship as well, suddenly a message on that Sunday service. Um, just struck me in my heart.、Um, the pastor was saying, "Whenever you're lost, God is personally on a mission to find you again." I realized there's someone out there to tell me that He is greater. I don't need to worry anymore. And that's the day when I decided I want to receive Jesus. Before I didn't bother to get baptized, but then every week, every month after I watched、uh, what、uh, Pastor JB and Charlene share with us, and what Andy share with me, and even what Bella share with me, I just feel suddenly I feel like, oh, this is really the right church. This is really the right family. This is something that I have to do today. For for us right now, we we still might have a little bit different, but I think what's the most important is when we face a real conflict, a real challenge in life. Doesn't matter. It's about work, about money, about kids, about kids or any resources we need around us.、Um, I think at the end we now realize why does that all those matter, right? We we believe in. In Christ, we believe in eternal life. We believe in what's going to happen afterwards. There's still a lot more challenges ahead, and I'm really happy that we are on on a great start. We are really blessed, and I can't wait forward to see what's going to happen to our family. Praise God. They say that the hope of Christmas is not the absence of trouble, but it's the presence of Jesus. In fact, John chapter sixteen thirty-three, Jesus says, "I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart; I have overcome the world." See, are you going through trouble right now? Maybe trouble in your marriage. Trouble when it comes to a relationship you care about. Maybe you're going through trouble when it comes to your health or the health of someone you love. Maybe you're experiencing financial troubles or legal troubles, or there's something else in life right now that's troubling you. I'm here to let you know Jesus wants you to find your peace in Him. And when you have the peace that Jesus brings, not only are your sins forgiven and you make peace with God, even more you can be at peace with yourself, because that God-sized hole in your heart is finally filled with the one, the only one who can fill it. His name is Jesus. And you, know, when you have this peace that Jesus brings, you're better able to love others. You'll have healthier expectations of them because you're not demanding and expecting that they would fill the God-sized hole in your heart, which only Jesus can do. And so your relationships get better as a result. Result, and when you have the peace that Jesus brings, you can go through the most difficult circumstances of your life and still know that you're gonna be all 
right because the peace that Jesus brings is that wherever you're going through, you are not alone, but God is with you. And whatever it is you're facing today, however great your problem might seem, God is far greater and he's writing a greater story with your life. And you can even say the best is yet to come. And see, it's the peace of knowing that when you die, you don't leave home, but you go home. And see, why is Jesus called the Prince of Peace? It's because when you let Jesus reign in your life, he brings his peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. God's rule and God's peace go hand in hand. When you let Jesus Christ be the one to reign in your life, the result in your life is his peace, the peace that Jesus brings. And see, today I want to give you an opportunity to receive the peace that Jesus brings. And it's as simple as praying a prayer. It's like receiving a gift. It's not about how good you have to be. It's about receiving a gift that Jesus Christ paid with his precious blood so that you could have. And see, let me tell you this, to receive the peace that Jesus brings and to pray this prayer that we're gonna lead you in right now, you don't have to come from a Christian background. You may have never been to church before and that's okay. You may be coming from, from a Buddhist background or Hindu background or Taoist background or a Muslim background. The, the fact is this, God makes the gift of his peace available to all of us because it is good news of great joy for all people. And so you might think, well, I, I wouldn't be a good Muslim if I pray this prayer, or if I wouldn't be a good Buddhist if I pray this prayer to ask Jesus into my life. Know this, Jesus is not here to give you a new religion. Jesus is here to give you a relationship with God. All you need to do is open up your heart to Jesus. And you might think, well, you know, Jesus, you know, he's way too holy. I'm too much of a mess. I need to clean myself up first before I let him in. So you don't have to feel that way at all. Do you know the reason why Jesus was born in a manger? What's a manger? It's a dirty, dark, stinky, messy place where animals poo and pee and sleep. Why was Jesus born in a manger, not in, say, a royal palace or a five-star hotel? I believe one of the reasons why Jesus was born in a manger is to show you that your life may be messy, dirty, ordinary, like a manger, but that doesn't stop God from loving you. That doesn't stop God from wanting to be close to you. In fact, God is happy to be there with you and to help you with whatever mess you're going through right now because that's the peace that Jesus brings. And see, we want to give you an opportunity to receive the gift of the peace that Jesus brings today. You might be wondering, well, practically speaking, I'm a really practical person, JB. Like, what, what's the benefit here if I do this? Let me tell you what the benefit is. What are the practical benefits of asking Jesus to come into your life? Is this, is number one, is you'll have the security of knowing that your sins are forgiven, that you are God's child forever is that the God-sized hole in your heart is filled and you're not depending on yourself anymore to get to heaven. You're relying on what Jesus Christ did for you. With that, there's a peace. That leads to number two, second practical benefit is that when you ask Jesus Christ into your life, you'll have a peace that is bigger than your problems and not dependent on your circumstances. You can be going through the toughest time of your life, but there is a peace that passes understanding that Jesus brings when you're in relationship with him. And number three, you'll have hope for tomorrow that is stronger than the challenges you're facing today. And so with that in mind, if you could use some of that today, if you could use the peace that Jesus brings, then I wanna encourage you to make the most of this opportunity today. Receiving the peace that Jesus brings is as simple as praying a prayer that I'd love to lead you in right now. And it's not so much the words you speak as the attitude of your heart, but do, I do find that sometimes it helps to have something to read to help you make the decision. And so I'm gonna encourage you right now, if that's you, if you realize you need the peace that Jesus brings, why don't you click the link that's on your chat room right now or scan the QR code that's on 
on your screen. And when you click that link or you scan that code, it's gonna take you to a page with a prayer on it, a very short, simple prayer that you can pray. And just so you're not doing this alone, I'm gonna pray this prayer with you. In fact, all of us are gonna pray it together. Those of you who prayed it before, would you pray it with those who are praying for the first time in support of what they're doing today? If you could use the peace that Jesus brings and you wanna receive that today, then it's as simple as praying that prayer. So click that link, scan that code, and it'll take you to that page. And even if you don't see that page, you can also just repeat this prayer after me. We just do this with you right now. We're all just gonna pray this prayer together to receive Jesus Christ into our lives today. Why don't you pray this with me? Just repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, thank you that because you love me, you died on the cross to pay for my sins. You rose again to give me life. Today, I open up my heart and I ask you, please forgive me of all my sins and fill me with your Holy Spirit. I place my trust not in what I do, but in what you've done for me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer and you meant that prayer, then guess what? According to the Bible, you are forgiven of your sins. You are a child of God. You have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, not based on how good you are, but based on who Jesus is and what he did for you on the cross. And so a huge congratulations to you. In fact, we got some special gifts to give you. If you go to the bottom of the, the page where you prayed that prayer, you'll send, there's some, some links to some gifts that we'd love to send you to encourage you in this new relationship with God. On top of that, we encourage you to keep coming to church. Every baby needs a family to belong to. We'd love to be your spiritual family here at Bible Church. On top of that, we encourage you to get baptized. Baptism is not a graduation. Baptism is a beginning. It's you simply saying, I know I'm a sinner who needs a savior, and I thank Jesus Christ for being the savior that I need. And so if you're interested in getting baptized, we'd love to help you with that. You just go to mythrive.info and press the baptism button, and we'd love to help you get baptized soon. Praise God. Can we give our friends all a big hand today, those who prayed that prayer to receive Jesus into your life? Oh, come on, there's more than that at the church. God, get Christmas and welcome to Thrive Church. My name is Christine and we're so glad that you joined us today on this merry Sunday and I hope you had a fantastic time spending Christmas with us at Thrive Church Online. Before we end off, let's jump into some announcements and take a look at what's coming up here at Thrive. If this is your first time joining us, we're so excited that you're here with us today. We want to show you how much we appreciate you being here today by giving you a Thrive stainless steel water bottle. Please connect with us by texting new to 604-285-5770 or by visiting mythrive.info and click new to thrive so that we can mail you a water bottle. You may have prayed the prayer earlier today to receive Jesus. Congratulations! Share your great news with us by visiting mythrive.info and click I want to receive Jesus today or text belief to 604-285-5770. We want to help you build your relationship with God and so we've prepared a gift and great biblical content for you to enjoy while answering some of your questions about Christianity. Wow, today's message was so powerful. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. On that note, we'd like to invite you, your friends and family to join us next week for our final episode in our message series, Prepare Him Room. That'll be on next Sunday, December 26th at 9.30 a.m. or 11.30 a.m. right here at Thrive Church Online. 
All right, so that concludes our announcements today. If you believe in the mission of Thrive and would like to contribute towards it, I highly encourage you to head on over to mythrive.info and click online giving. Thank you so, so much for joining us today on this beautiful Merry Sunday. Enjoy the rest of the week. Don't forget to tune in next Sunday right here at Thrive Church Online. See you soon.